Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. We are living in some very perilous times. I mean, hurricanes, the COVID-19 pandemic, locusts wiping out Africa, terrorism is still on the rise. We here have a country divided over moral values, God not being able to be on public display, and the list can go on. I was recently talking to someone who asked me, do you think it's the end of the world? Could be. Though from the time Jesus ascended back to heaven, the clock has been ticking. So just for a moment, imagine. It's 2021. The world has been at a war. And now the world has come to an end. You're standing judgment for all the things you've done before the throne of God. What are you going to say? How will you explain why you didn't obey the gospel? There's no second chance. Pleading ignorant is not an acceptable excuse. This is a pretty frightening thought, but it could happen just like that. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. 1 Corinthians 15.52 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether be good or bad. 2 Corinthians 15 and 10 Many people speculate on the end of the world. Some think it will be destroyed by man in some sort of nuclear war. Some try to predict when it will happen, and others think that the church will be raptured. There doesn't really need to be any speculation. Jesus told us exactly what will happen in Matthew 24. Jesus came out from the temple and was going away, when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. And he said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs, Then they will deliver you to tribulation, and will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. 
At that time many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. This reminds me of a story I once heard. There was a certain shoe cobbler who lived in a village that also housed the castle of the king. One day the king called his servants and told them to prepare the royal carriage. He wanted to go into town and buy a new pair of shoes. When the king arrived at the shoe shop, he opened the door and went in. He looked all around. The entire place was covered with dust. There were cobwebs hanging on the walls. A rat scurried across the floor as the sun shined in through the open door. The entire place was in disarray. The shoe cobbler came out from the back when he heard the bells hanging on the door ring. When he saw the king standing there, he fell to his knees. He said, Sire, if I knew you were coming today, I would have been better prepared. My shop is not worthy of your presence today. The king said he understood and he would return at two o'clock the next day. When the king returned the next day, he again walked into the shop. This time he noticed that everything was clean. The display cases were very neat and attractive. The dust and the cobwebs, they were gone. Again, the cobbler came in from the back, this time with his measuring tool and was ready to serve the king. The king asked the cobbler why there was a big difference in the appearance of the shop. The cobbler replied that he knew the king was coming today. The king asked the cobbler what he would have done if he hadn't returned that day. The cobbler said he would have spent every day preparing as if it were the day he was returning. The king told his servant, make a decree that this is the official shoe cobbler of the royal kingdom. The cobbler from that day forward was very busy with making shoes for everyone in the kingdom. We can learn some very good lessons from this story. First, just as the cobbler didn't know when the king was coming, so we don't either. Continuing in Matthew 24, let's pick up at verse 36. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then there will be two men in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Paul also writes on this very subject in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. Now as to the times and the epochs, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day would overtake you like a thief. 
However, Jesus does give us some signs of his return as we read back up in Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 35. And Paul also gives us signs in his letter to the church in Thessalonica. For they were so convinced that Jesus was returning soon, they actually had quit working. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? And you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. For this reason God will send upon them a deluding influence, so that they will believe what is false, in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. The second lesson we could learn from this parable of the shoe cobbler is that just as the cobbler cleaned his shop when he knew the king was returning, we should ready ourselves. Jesus made this point very clear in the parable of the ten virgins. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil and flask along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you two. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. Instead of cleaning cobwebs, we need to believe Christ is our Savior. 
Romans 10 and 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Instead of preparing the shop, we need to be baptized. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 Jesus said in Mark 16 and 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. We need to be following his commandments. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Revelations 22 and 14 The third lesson we can learn from the parable of the shoe cobbler, and it's the underlying moral to this story, is keep your house ready. Or as the Boy Scouts say, be prepared. Turn with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 35. Be dressed in readiness, and keep your lamps lit. Be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast, so that they may immediately open the door to him when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will gird himself to serve, and have them recline at the table, and will come up and wait on them. Whether he comes in the second watch, or even in the third, and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. You too be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. And if we look at Matthew 24, picking up with verse 48, But if that evil slave says in his heart, My master is not coming for a long time, and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour which he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The fourth application of this parable of the shoe cobbler is actually a question. What happens if we're not ready? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand, and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. 
I was a stranger and you invited me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. When we stop this podcast today, we will go about our business as usual. My goal through this podcast is to hopefully remind us of what is actually going on. From the time Jesus was taken back up into heaven, we have been on borrowed time. The question we need to ask ourselves today is, Am I prepared for Jesus to come today? If we cannot answer that question with an emphatic yes, we need to make a decision. Just as the eunuch did when Philip preached the gospel to him, he made the decision right then and there and asked, See here is water, what prevents me from being baptized? We know without a shadow of a doubt that our King is returning. Are we prepared? Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.